0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime, MC here, and I'm with my fellow co-hosts with us today, Leah. How's it going?
1: Um, It's going great today. It's extremely hot out
2: when I tried to go do my run, which was a terrible idea. So I am back inside enjoying the AC and all the conveniences technology has offered me.
0: Ah, the technology that is the kind to be innovative and be smart and actually be self won by the programming itself?
1: Uh, For the most part, yes.
2: Where it can kind of run on its own and I just give it one command and can kind of leave it and set it and forget it.
0: (laughs) So what we're talking about is uh, today's particular episode. So we kind of hinted at it a little bit. So what we're doing is Japan's smart technology industry, we're going to discuss some of the aspects of what it covers, like the broad areas, and then how specifically smart technology Japan has been widely used in
1: different applications. Uh, yeah, so for Japan, it is, as many people know it, especially
2: nowadays as being one of the forerunners when it comes to technology, um, they've kind of been not only highly innovative and creative, but even some of the collaborative work and products that they've pushed out over the years have just been so far ahead of what we may have here in the States or in other countries that... When we look at them, they, they're they kind of the blueprint of where we want to get to. So we're going to look at some of the technologies that they've created over the years and how those have impacted the world um,
1: and the market there in Japan.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, one thing to talk about smart technology, you have to think about the AI development. You know, artificial intelligence driving the notion for the technology to be somewhat able to do things with human programming for your benefit
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um as it stands um for japan they get
2: i want to say over every single year thousands and thousands and thousands um, I think they're saying around 300,000 can come in at a year of just um, applications for AI technology, um, just so people can get approvals, patents, all of that. And it's because there are so many possibilities of how to make the world easier. Also, if you yeah. have an idea of convenience, that's kind of how everything works nowadays if it's something that makes the world better and it makes it easy, um, you want to be mm-hmm. the first person to jump on it or the first person to discover mm-hmm. out, you know, how to make it work and how to make it feasible so that way you can you can be profitable from it and also become, mm-hmm. maybe go down in the history books as being the next big creator.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, oftentimes, the the, the simplest smell technology is really Motion activated, you know, it picks up the motion and does the action it's supposed to do with the certain motion that's needed to activate.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, some will be motion activated, you have other ones that
2: yeah. you know have other triggers besides motion, whether it be heat registering, um, mm-hmm. maybe they have a launching off point, like a basically a trigger action that has to come through um, or just a set timer for when it's supposed to perform something. But a lot of these AI robots, whether they go from the very simple action of just turning a lock and key to going as far as being, you know, forklift operators in warehouses Mm -hmm. to take the human aspect out of it. It's, it's always something that kind of allows for humanity to take a step back for us to focus on other yeah. things in life and sometimes that just be enjoying life.
1: Um, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, one big specter in the smart technology is robotics. The utilization of different programming techniques and machinery being programmed for, for a specific job or task to be performed in the home.
1: Yes. Um, and before we hopped on, we were talking we
2: were trying to remember which one actually came from Japan, um, in regards to the self vacuuming robot, the one that goes about
1: your well, house. We thought I mean, Ruma. I mean,
0: I mean, yeah. Japan does have its own versions of uh smart technology appliances mm-hmm. and things around in the house, like the smart uh mower, stuff like that different drone technology is pretty widely acceptable in the industry. I think well let's see one classic example is the GPS. Is the
1: what?
0: The GPS the global position.
1: Oh the GPS.
0: Yes. We have it, we take it for granted, but it gives us the navigation based on the coordinates from the satellite to map out different areas of the road.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely
2: um, progressed over the years beforehand. It would be something as simple as you just kind of having streets and maybe major Mm -hmm. um, landmarks, um, bodies of water, businesses. But now you can go as far as even changing like what the actual figure of your car is on your GPS when you're doing bathing. you can do it for street view. You can do it, um, from far away, close up. It's way better than before when you would have to print off the, the step-by-step instructions to get to wherever you're going. And God forbid that you, you messed up and maybe skipped like one turn and now you have no idea where you are. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have to
0: go a very long way. Yes, M- I mean, or you do the long road trip and trying to feel like okay, so we on this road, this is where we should be. We go in this direction, so we should turn here. We don't know how long that would be, so I guess we'll get there when we get there.
1: Nothing is worse than like get
0: there when we get out. there. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out where they're going to be.
1: Like that is that is horrible. I'd I'd rather stay home. Sometimes I I remember some of those trips.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you actually remember the the big map coming out and then they got lost?
1: Yeah, because um, it wasn't just
2: doing the step by step. It would also be like if you're going to like say a new state or something. So, so like someone in your family or someone in the car always gets the map that looks like a brochure and then you unfold it and it basically covers your windshield. And you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, we're on this road or we're going this way or we're going that way. I can only imagine doing that here in the States. Um, Imagine doing that also in Japan doesn't even seem like it Mm -hmm. would be fun regardless. So them, them having advancements in the GPS system um, is a godsend (laughs) to all of us. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, now you can have, like, uh, artificial intelligence and music centuration, you know, the self-guided karaoke. With little, you just say, computer, play this, and the computer plays that song. And the light's going off, too.
1: Again, when it's something that allows for people to have um,
2: ease, of of anything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because of course it's fun to do karaoke, but sitting there and like picking out the song, making sure that it plays, all of that, if you can stay where you are and just yell out the command, it it makes it a lot more fun. And it keeps you kinda in the same mode that you were doing with your friends.
1: Um oh, yeah. and enhances the experience. Yeah.
0: And don't forget that, you know, karaoke is really big in Japan too for uh, it basically you get into a suite, you have like a private session, and you're with friends. You just start drinking if you want to drink, and then just sing a bunch of songs until you pass out, you know, within reason. The simple
1: too. life,
0: yeah, the simple yeah. life you just sing and blast off the, at the sound of light, the sound of the music. And I mean, and we and only I- know. The industry is music is everywhere.
1: Absolutely, it, that's it is it's music lights, music
2: LED lights, and probably like neon signs are probably something that you're gonna see a lot in the bigger cities um, <laughs> within Japan. But I mean, they they also have just a ton of people that live on yeah. the island itself. Um, Japan being self-contained even with smart technology for convenience there's also they have a ton of efforts as well in just the conservation of the energy that they have there like for instance oh, yeah. um there's a company that is called uh dg tacana and mm-hmm. they made up a water saving nozzle so if you're on an island and i know because like when i went to like puerto rico one of the biggest things is you can't just use water and electricity endlessly like you would probably do um, if you were in a landlocked area. So you have to be more conservative about it. So you can add different devices to like your faucets or whatnot. But this company made a nozzle and it, it conserves up to 95% of the water that you use um, and it doesn't require electricity. So them creating a smart tech that reduces the amount of electricity that's needed. Perfect. Absolutely perfect for Japan, and it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. huge restaurants.
0: Oh, yeah, and the yeah. electricity that you guys save can be used in other areas, so the output consumption rate is actually lower.
1: Yes, because you have so, to remember way- that, yeah, yeah, you have to be able to funnel
2: all of your resources in the right direction, and even if you have a leftover yeah. amount be able to re-contribute that or redistribute it somewhere else so it's going to be effective. Um, it's really crappy and if you if you just waste power and waste energy.
0: You know, we use recycle, we conserve. You know, we always go back to that same principle. If you can't reuse it, you can't recycle it, maybe you can reuse it.
1: You mean, do you mean reduce recycle? What if it reduced, yeah, reuse,
0: we, recycle? Someone I function, know. You know so we use it and then we cycle it as as, as well.
1: Whatever it takes to keep it going, because we do really only have one planet. Yeah. Mars
2: is oh, yeah. fully baked up enough. Hopefully,
0: um, we don't have a version of Wally coming up and over here. So, I Hope mean, that, that is happen.
2: true smart technology, if if any. Fully sentient AI that takes care of the Earth while we're up in space floating around.
1: Sounds like a dream. Yeah. And then
0: we're coming back. because We just discovered life. We, we're going to have to go from being lazy to working now. Walking for a time.
1: I think for the no, humans no. um in Wally, that was that was a that's a necessity. They were so fat. They
2: were, <laughs> <laughs> they were ridiculously lazy. They didn't move an inch ever. So that that one I will say, fair enough. Um, but yeah, within uh, Japan, but I mean within yeah. Japan, outside of just them conserving energy, them making convenience for stuff, they're also a very they're very big on safety as well. A lot of the smart tech technologies that they have um, are based in like home safety and business safety from having devices that they have locks that you can slap onto like doors and whatnot that will lock the door. And then you can use your your phone as, it's, as a key for it rather than having to bring around a key with you. So it also reduces the amount of items that you have on your person. Granted, that can also be a oh, double-edged yeah. sword if you lose your phone. Um, that's
1: yeah. not the best.
2: But yeah, the, like the company Photosynth, um, they have like, yeah, electromagnetic electromagnetic uh, smart locks. And it just goes oh, in yeah. the door. And then you can like use your phone or your ID. Um, if you have an ID card and it opens it. And I think that's really cool because you can put that, like, there's there's probably a ton of either really, like, rich people or really smart business owners who are just like, I don't want to have a lock on there or something that someone can pick lock and open up or take away from the aesthetics mm-hmm. of the building. It makes it very futuristic and also yeah. gives me a lot of that, uh, uh, like, Akira vibes. It makes me think, like, okay, we're going into the future. We're gonna have a bunch of like crazy tech. Um, we don't have retina scans
1: yet for every home, mm.
2: not yet, not yet in Japan
1: Ooh. either. Pretty sure it's on so, its um, way.
0: Yeah, those uh, are interesting. Uh, you put your They're you put your them. scan in the. Uh... And the socket, and then it scans it. But then also you have face recognition. I don't know. Retina scan, and facial recognition, kind of scares me a little bit. Is know what you're gonna go after someone's retina scan after? You're just gonna force it on them? Like I, I don't know. That's uh, kind of scary. I don't. I don't
2: find it that scary just because um, since I use a smartphone so often, and yeah. like. With a smartphone, you a lot of them do have the camera and facial recognition. Also, a lot of us mm-hmm. are already aware that, like, your face is being scanned at some point. Same way with uh, voice recognition tech.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: even with karaoke, like you were mentioning er- earlier, if you yell out to the karaoke machine, hey, play this song, whatever, whatever, that means that the karaoke machine <laughs> has to be listening. Um, and which means it has to always be listening to know what key trigger words are going to pop up for it oh, yeah. to listen to the rest of the sentence and complete the command. So I think, yes, it can be scary, but I also think that for many of us we're living side by side with um, some level of AI tech or smart tech mm-hmm. and it's convenient, but it's also kind of in the background I think when it's literally in your face or scanning your face, it's when it makes people nervous, but it, it oh, shouldn't yeah. because i don't I don't think I personally don't think I'm doing anything that I would i anyone would want my face for. I mean, oh yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool idea, but I don't think that I'm going I have main character syndrome just yet, so I don't think anyone's gonna feel mm-hmm. like my face.
0: Yeah. True. Well, don't forget we also have the uh, smart cities uh, established in the market in Japan pushing it really heavily.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, Well, that's kind of what Japan is known for. It. Japan and others in other cities that are doing the more like smart railways, Mm -hmm. like these smart bullet trains, these really fast, fast trains that get you to and from. Without really needing a conductor or anything, um, they make they make bigger cities like the like cities in like New York, <laughs>
1: where you are like,
2: uh, we can do better, or or car dependent cities. Um, it makes them look really bad. Like L.A. would probably be a lot more efficient if it
1: had the train railways that they have in Japan.
0: Well, yeah, but you know. That also depends on the telecommunication infrastructure you have to build for it and the use in public safety. See, all cities are required to use that communication or establish as well as accessible for the concept in the resource-efficient and open manner. So you have to have that agreement up front to do the uh, smart city initiative. Oh well, yeah,
1: of course. I mean... It's. I think it's
2: easier, probably, um, in all smaller countries, countries that are kind of the si- same size as some states or some regions, and um, bigger countries, just because you can allocate resources faster, mm. and also probably get more people to be on the same consensus. Um, mm. But it's it's very hard to convince a a large city with millions of millions of people to vote yes. For something that's going to cost yeah. millions of billions of dollars and probably years and years of construction as well, when things already aren't working, um, the, yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate double-edged sword.
0: Well, you know, we have like all these different smart cities. We have Alphabet, Google, have a big investment. AT and T, uh, General Electric, IBM. Uh, Oracle, Microsoft, all these LG Electronics, Intel, like they're having a huge stake into smart technology and the smart city initiative. So the market share is really high and it's kind of like, kind of competitive as well. So there's lots of different ways to make it functional.
2: I I would say yes and no. I mean, while these companies are investing in this market share, probably because they're also trying to push their own personal products or have the monopoly and where these designs and what technologies are being used, um, which is another thing that cities have to kind of take into effect and be aware of. Because anytime you have even if it's not a monopoly, but, like, an oligarchy where there's just several main key players and it doesn't allow for anyone else to come in, um, that can also halt innovation um, and also create, Mm -hmm. like, a very strong stranglehold on what the city is and isn't allowed to do. So, I can can see it from both sides.
0: Yeah, and also the, you know, the securing of the private data and privacy.
1: Mm -hmm. That's,
0: uh, big things like where is my data going to be holding is it going to be some building that can be uh, objected to you know a terrorism to steer the data or would it supposedly have so many days where it gets deleted but is that deleted data restored you know all that other questions come into mind too
1: yeah, I mean, um, data leaks have become very
2: popular recently. Um, I definitely don't know how it is um, in Japan. When there is a massive data leak, I'm sure the reactions aren't <laughs> positive regardless of where you are. But th- that is probably the bigger question of how do we keep these systems safe? How do you avoid um, any attack? Um, Any hijacking, anything of that nature, especially when everything's run on a system. But a lot of these companies have really good security and are really on top of their stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how many times they have to deal with, you know, these external threats that are actually getting through. But also at the same time, normally when I hear people talk about bringing smart technology cities or like smart cities, to these bigger regions, to these bigger countries, it's usually more about cost and who's going to get that bid on the big contract.
1: Yeah.
0: Who's going to plan it, who's going to invest it, and who is going to be the major party that is going to divide and conquer in the infrastructure bill. Because the infrastructure needed to build it is higher. You know, it'd be nice to have a train that we bio basically magnetic and traveling at
1: speed of sound
0: But I mean you know, yeah I is, think that would be really
1: cool
0: I mean they really travel at the speed of sound they have actually had that minute, but like is the magnetic field generation in the self piloting you know Railways and stuff worth it for the spectac- smart technology industry.
1: I would say yes. Um, I think that the amount of, I think the amount of
2: cost that goes into trying to make, um, you know, more, more aware cars. Uh, the level of there's like five classifications. I think five or six for self-driving cars and we're still at level zero when it comes to that uh Mm -hmm. and to get cars to be completely how we see them in like movies like iRobot or whatnot the amount of money that will have to go into it because there's a lot more factors that are in place when you're talking about every individual car having to be aware of every other individual car plus all the other things that happen on the road and pedestrians and all of that compared to a railway system where it's going to be the same path is probably, it's a significant, a significant less amount of trains on the trail, like on the railways than there are cars on the road. So yeah. cost-wise alone and efficiency alone, it's a much easier goal to get these kind of speedy bullet trains that are insanely fast, insanely efficient in getting people to where they need to be, um also it's it's good it's i feel like it's better for the environment because even with as fast as those um, vehicles go the trains go a car is still a car and it's still going to emit so much gas um so much pollution into this like into the air that we already have way too much of um and we're already at our breaking point or have already surpassed it at this point uh i would I'm oh yeah, to just, Just sitting, sitting in, in
0: traffic. Years, I think yeah. we're projected to run out of all fossil fuels.
1: Yeah, like we we are so
2: so far into the the negative of where we need to be because of um, the lack of advancement um, when it comes to vehicles and comes to cars. Just the, the the amount of research and money that has to go into research to get cars to be fully functioning is. It, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it, we don't necessarily have the time nor resources to keep it up with the amount of people that we currently have on the earth. So I I do lean more towards give us a, give us a smart city, give us a city that has more automation and efficiency like they do in Japan and then definitely in Tokyo.
0: Another big uh, industry sector in Japan about smart technology is the inclination of farming and the rice production.
1: Which is smart.
0: Basically, they're expanding the royal regions to have more uh, productivity in the rice production fields. Which rice is actually a vital food source in Japan. It's commonly served in many of their dishes. It's like the go-to choice for starch. It's basically their equivalent of corn in America.
1: Um yeah. Corn or or, or like yeast. We really oh, do like our bread out here. But um
2: yes, for Japan, and you know, this has also been a very big push that's been happening within I think most of farming. Farming is a very difficult trade to be in, a very difficult industry. Uh is it's not only time consuming, but it's kind of a money pit mm-hmm. unless you are with one of these bigger companies that have started buying up Smaller farms and family-owned farms, especially here in the states. So having, and also the uh, the injuries that are acquired while in the field doing this work. It's back-breaking. It's exhausting, um, and it almost feels never-ending because it's a full year's process. Even in the off season, you got to get stuff ready for when season is going to be back on and getting things processed and taken care of. So them automating that seems like. The best thing you could do. so you can allow oh, your yeah. workforce to to get some peace to to breathe and oh. to like break away for a little bit.
0: When also, you know the work you know that might be a decrease in the workforce. but a lot of times, with the decrease in manual labor, there's always the increase for the overseeing of the technology doing the manual labor. So it really just Shifts the job demand somewhere
1: else. Yeah, and I mean sustainable farming, it it takes
2: more. I think more than just shifting it to somewhere else, but allowing yeah. allowing these smart, um, these smart machines to, if it's a self operating tractor, or um, you know, whether it be a watering system. A drone that can oversee the entire field, so you're not having to walk out there or go to a certain height to see how things are laid out. All of those make the job so much easier. And if oh. you can make these these types of machineries functional and um, easy to use for the everyday farm owner, then there's yeah. there's not only profits to be made, but there's also a sense of compatibility that you feel between humans and technology. Nothing's worse than when people feel like their job is being taken by a machine. But if you can yeah. elevate the human to the next level, then you can have that machine do the things that the human used to hate doing, like constantly having to like shut corn or in this
1: case, go through rice fields. Yeah, true. True.
0: You know, I think with the production of the rice being just a commodity for food, it's going to increase the overall production but also it can lead to interventions in technology to do the job that can yield more results, even more efficient results. It can be even
1: safer. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is the highest thing that is the main point
2: of um of having smart technology having innovative technology these advancements are supposed to make life not only easier but also safer and even in agriculture things that we don't consider to be dangerous of course you're going to consider the big machinery or being in the sun dangerous but I mean, yeah. water, it can also be a health hazard if you don't have a system in place that lets you know if there's something infectious in the water, which they do have in Japan. You can risk not only um, basically all of your crops becoming unusable and causing people to be sick, but also your workers. So the steps that are needed to kind of make things easier should always be put in, in safety and health. Just because it's, yeah. it's more convenient doesn't mean that it's always safer. Faster isn't better,
0: mm-hmm. I think. Though. Yeah. And with, you know, everything going on, I think it's also important that, you know, if you fix the society's issues and address what's at hand, what technology can will lead to a beginning where you're actually fixing some of the issues and not just Continuing with the old issues.
1: hmm What do you think? I mean, um, I think it is helpful to address um,
2: and also eliminate prior problems that kind of keep plaguing society. But again, yeah. I think that it can also be, when it comes to technology like this and it comes to these new creations um, or like implementations, And devices, there is also a steep learning curve. So if you already, like, (laughs) a good bit of farmers may already have a hard time um, understanding, like, even the newest of technologies or even new apps that come out that can be synced up to multiple devices that they have, which is another form of, I mean, a smart tech, like, it it has the AI software in the app, which allows you to do less so you, oh, yeah. you can hook up your phone and you know like with the ring camera you can have that on your door and then if someone knocks on your door it's a camera there so you can just look at your from your phone and it's synced up and you can see who's out there or if you're not home and there's motion detected it turns on and it will send you an alert so these same things can be applied in these different fields especially in like agriculture yeah. or construction mining whatever for japan but if you can't teach people how to use it, um, even if we know what things are impacting our society, if people don't know how to use the tools to fix them, you can you can find yourself kind of in that same spot. And mm-hmm. that, that well, is kind of a
0: being too widespread. The learning curve to actually learn it might not it actually might be a lot easier than previously thought.
1: Oh yeah, if your society is, done. is taught. Yeah, the program yeah. is
0: already done for the user to learn how to use it. So the training I would feel like the training is could be less minimal than teaching a new associate how to do the entire job as well.
1: You would think
2: so but also we have to keep in mind that all of these companies yeah, that we are speaking of, um, especially the ones that do things for domestic citizens mm-hmm. um, like homes and, and, you know, restaurants like private restaurants and all that, um, It unless you decide to buy um, or invest in a company or whatever, or you d- directly go to them or they reach out to you and you say yes, that's usually how you're going to learn how to use it. And once that... Yeah certain form of technology becomes very popular like the same happened with drones when drones first came (laughs) out um there was a select group of people who knew how to use them and we were like yeah i guess only if you know like um aerodynamics in any way shape or form um aerophysics and maybe you'll know how to fly a drone but now we sell them as toys in stores and like kids can buy them and play with them and use them I think the same thing comes with these these new inventions where until it becomes popularized and it's also feasible for everyone to use it, um, it won't just be mm-hmm. like a steady learning curve. It does take a little bit more effort.
0: Oh, yeah. And also with the app, you know, development being a way to guide the future set, smart technology, you also open up the digital domain of the internet and how utilizing offline internet features or internet features can be at
1: risk as well. Are you saying risk from being offline or risk from
2: using offline features?
0: Well, a lot of times it's the risk of online features. Especially if oh. the online is public.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I do think now we are becoming a bit more aware of the risk that
2: kind of like people when it comes to um connecting to the internet. Uh, beforehand, it used to be very simple. You really would only catch something if you were if you didn't have a protective browser or whatnot, but. Yeah. Cyber attacks are becoming more and more common. Um, and they're also becoming a lot more, um, I, I would say, hackers or uh, threats to data security and breaches are becoming a lot more proactive. While beforehand, it was more so like a Trojan horse, like a malware. You go, mm. you click on the wrong file, you download the wrong thing, and then it pops out at you. These ones are now actively trying to consistently break into accounts
0: or get access to something basically now, now it's the business to sell the data
1: oh absolutely People go data, mining the data and use, yeah yeah data mining is it's explosive
2: nowadays
1: um, which is it's
2: sad because it's something that like I learned about starting up um, in uh, when I was going in like my first year of college and then you see yeah like after like years go by, um, in 10 years time, how commonplace it is, um, and how well known yeah. and and easy it is, which is strange because what <laughs> what's um also interesting is like Japan um was the ones who they were the ones who created uh, the flash memory card that goes into
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know your phone so um or your small yeah. handheld devices. So, like a lot of the information that you keep or you actually upload online, because a lot of us sign up mm-hmm. through things through our phone or we download an app, uh, we wouldn't be able to do that without flash memory cards, and we also wouldn't be able to do that without Japan. So, not to say that this is on Japan, but we definitely mm-hmm. got our first steps in being able to spread information a lot faster or store it, which also means, of course, the threat level goes up.
0: Oh, yeah. But,
1: yeah.
0: Imagine storing that information now that just the, the speed of a flash drive that can be so easily converted to someone else's flash drive.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, these these are allowing us to have um the apps on our phone, to have our photos, to have our memories. Some people also use, like, even their notepads to keep track of not only passwords, but things that they have to do. So, and we've only had the the flash memory card since 1984.
0: Um I mean, true, I don't, keep, I don't use anything to keep track of my passwords. I have, like, 15 different passwords. That I remember all of them.
2: That's good. That's not the average person. Um, but also, at the same time, <laughs> there is a lot of... Uh, there's also just systems that are out there that just collect your data. They, even if they're not collecting your mm. passwords, they are collecting your... um. Like your search history this is why sites like a like a software like nordvpn and all of that these uh like almost third party kind of web browsers Mm. a lot are becoming more popular because people are like i'm tired of being targeted by ads and some of it isn't as malicious as you may think but other ones are extremely concerning it's one thing to say something and you'd be like Oh, then I saw an ad pop up on my phone, but I never searched for it. My phone's listening to me. And then there's others where it's literally like selling of your personal data, where you live, your demographics, and this allowing companies to kind of build and incorporate that into their marketing or into their advertising plans to get bigger profits. They know exactly how to get you in. And that's not cool. (laughs) That's not cool at all.
0: Yeah. And another aspect I think we need to, you know, look at is if we are going to be secure, what is the best vision to do that? Is it just going to be the security companies keep upholding everything and hopefully they don't get a breach? Or is it going to be protective lock lock and key mechanisms that people can use to shut off at any given point?
1: Um, honestly, I think it all depends on what
2: your preference is and what type of person you are. Like, I know, for instance, um, like, like, my grandparents or something would be more so like a lock and key person, because you feel like as long as I have power over the key, then I have power over what's going on. And, you know, what if you lose the key or what if someone just breaks in? Uh, is one of my worries. So I'm more of a hybrid person. I think having um, some type of physical, like barrier, is important, but also having some stuff stored away as well. Um, that's also easily accessible can be very helpful to society.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, Japan's not without its own, uh, like, security breaches. Like back in 2011, um, right in November. Uh, Panasonic had a huge security breach where uh, it was caused by ransomware, and it went across multiple servers on its network. Um, and they were saying, like, "Oh, well, some data may have been touched by like a third-party intrusion," um, yeah. it, and that's and that's and that's concerning. Uh, but it it does happen, and it doesn't mean that you're able to avoid it. And, like, Japan, like any other country, gets hit with security breaches and and data breaches all the time. Um, It's just that these bigger companies that most of them have some type of cyber um, protection or holding a lot of actual data on their, um, in their, like, I don't know, in their computers, on their memory cards, all Mm -hmm. of that in one store location, they get breached. Uh, the Japanese government gets attacked. They've had a huge uh, cyber attack um, in the past and that's not cool. And that happened in like last summer, <laughs> the 20- in June of 2021, they got hit um, with, mo- with several data breaches for several different agencies um, that went from uh, infrastructure to transport, tourism, um, the their actual international airport and the Ministry of Land, like that's is so concerning, but it's very very common.
0: Yeah, and as people advance in the technology, so does the people handling the technology and finding the loopholes in the technology.
1: Yeah,
0: I well, mean, it's just... yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a natural wave of things. I think we've always seen it.
2: As, uh, as advancements come, things also get more difficult and more dangerous. And it doesn't mean that you should stop, but it does mean that you should take more precautions and make sure you're going in the right direction because sometimes rather than just keep going up, you may need to go like left, right, dodge, dodge, dodge,
1: and mm-hmm. then go back up to kind of avoid being predictable and being easy to, to take out. Oh, yeah. So, you know,
0: as we, I uh, think we hit up good points in smart technology of Japan and it being influential in how you use it, being practical how you use it, Use it in a way that to, to benefit other people instead of just one person, even though you can do one person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think?
2: Um, uh, I still think Japan is definitely a forerunner when it comes to the advancements that we see in technology, other countries are definitely catching up on its heels, and these like last two to three years, but I think that also comes with the big shifts and changes that we've had globally with not only like the pandemic, um, but people just kind of wanted to find answers in different ways. So, you know, take the time, look at what other countries outside of your own are developing and have developed in the past and see how it's changed the world and how one small invention can make for us eventually, maybe one day having our own Wally. (laughs) <laughs> like having our own super smart, amazing ghost and show reality.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, I do want ghost and show, but maybe a, a different one. Something, something ghost and show esque.
0: Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. wrap yeah. this episode of my technology in uh, Japan's technology industry, don't forget that you guys can always subscribe to the podcast using Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook with MCMA Podcasts. And then you can also support us on the direct site, mcmapodcast.com. Where you can follow and update accordingly to the new episodes being updated. And overall, join the Patreon community, be part of the MC Animators. Give original uh, intake for different topics, topic generation, Patreon messaging, uh, cover art submission, polls, guest appearances, and many more on supporting us at MC Anime Podcast. We thank you so much, and uh, do not forget to subscribe and like as much as possible.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) No, that's it. We will talk to you guys on the next topic. It's been awesome.
0: Over and out. See you guys.
1: See ya. Bye.